Okay, okay, everybody. Okay, quiet everyone. Quiet, quiet. Grab your glasses, pop your corks. The show is about to start. Welcome to the Flask at Hand, the podcast that uh, starts with whiskey and ends with knowledge. At the end of the world. We, <laughs> almost. We are your hosts, uh, Lindsay, Aaron, and Jake. And I, as I do, I will introduce us <laughs> to those of you that don't know us. Lindsay is a Middle Earth theorist. Who believes the Vikings, <laughs> Nazis, and an ancient reptilian race live together in a utopian society within the Earth's core? Oh, I do. With all my heart. Uh, she says she has made contact with the leader of the reptile-like humanoids and is currently getting ready to embark on her journey to the center of the Earth. Scrumden. That's his name. It's so funny because I actually... I was just going to ask you if you can disclose the name of the reptilian oh, yeah. leader. <laughs> what was his name again? Scrumdum. <laughs> Scrotum? Uh, Scrumdum. What so oh, very different. Oh, <laughs> very different. Okay. What uh, do you hope to accomplish from this expedition? Well, I'm pretty sure that we'll be able to glean a lot of resources from them. I think that they're pretty much keeping all of the good whiskey in Middle Earth. Ooh. So the, all the ones we can't it's find. All the resources we need. Yeah, they there. It's all the really rare stuff that we can't get. Oh yeah, well, that's a, I, that's and also I, candy, probably like the like Swedish fish and and sour patch kids, things like that. And Cadbury eggs. Cadbury. Yeah. <laughs> 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 that's I, I kind of want to go with you now. Okay, <laughs> you're welcome uh, to. <laughs> Aaron is a world champion foosball player and polygamist. <laughs> Push. <laughs> it says it says here that only two of your wives enjoy the rock star like lifestyle <laughs> that comes with your athletic foosball prowess. Uh, the other four threaten if you don't quit and get a real job, they'll move out of your double wide mobile home and leave you forever. Uh, sounds like a tough choice. What do you think? What do you think you'll do? I'm gonna stick with foosball. He loves the foos. I love the foos. Yeah, I also love foosball. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> gotta have the foos. I mean, if they don't like it, I got two other wives. So. <laughs> yeah, and there's probably plenty more out there. Yeah. Really, <laughs> that like foosball. Right. Yeah, it's uh, a it's a real sport. I agree. I agree. I've seen <laughs> it on TV. <laughs> I I am Jake, your friendly neighborhood tugboat operator. And I am your the neighborhood tugboat operator. <laughs> well, Lindsay. Did you want to, I think you wanted to thank some of our Facebook group uh, oh yeah. members, the ones that have just been really sure uh, do. active and doing yeah, a lot of definitely. commenting and liking yeah. and oh giving man. us some, some good following, good uh, feedback. And Laura Rudy, day one, super supporter, Michelle Mankey, also Sarah Slipper, Jamie Klein, uh, Aaron Hannenberg, Andrew Southwick, Brian O'Dell, Alyssa Rector, Blake Feast. Thank you, you guys, for liking our stuff posting things uh listening 
yeah. just being excited to hear our stuff. No, it makes it so cool for us. Yeah, it does. It makes it so much more worth it. It's already super fun, but to know you guys are enjoying it and staying active on like social media, it's just fun to it's fun to see. And thanks a lot to all of you, even the ones we haven't mentioned yet. But much we'll appreciated. We will mention everybody yep. at at some Many point more. in time. But you guys are all great. Thanks for listening. Uh, this is episode five, the dream episode. Uh, we have a 21-year-old whiskey to review, and then... <gasps> Trouble. Dreams. 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 Uh, we have uh, a whiskey to review and to taste this evening. A special-ish, special whiskey. Special. Very special. B- and not Special Olympics special, like actually special. Pretty special. So it's uh, a <laughs> was that too harsh? <laughs> <It's>, uh, <laughs> we apologize to all the special Olympic yeah. athletes out there. Yeah, yeah. The you know they would kick my ass in most events, though. I'd have to say, hundred meter dash is hard in a wheelchair. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That's got to be edited out. <laughs> you gotta give them that. All right. <laughs> so <laughs> this whiskey is uh, called High Wheeler. It's 21 years old. Uh, it's from New Zealand, and the little kind of kiwi. Exactly, it's a kiwi it's whiskey. A kiwi whiskey. The backstory on this little guy is uh, back in the '90s, they shut down most or all the distilleries uh, in New Zealand, and what was left were barrels and barrels of monkeys. What? Oh, not of monkeys. Okay. <laughs> no, <laughs> I remember that game. That was good. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Things were so simple. Maybe we should play there. that one. Again. That's the For shit that used to entertain us. Yeah. Barrels of monkeys. That's I can think about monkeys. that. They had a barrel of yeah. plastic monkeys. Fuck. Like that was. If you had like 25 Lego bricks and a barrel of monkeys, you're a happy kid <laughs> when oh we yeah. grew up. Maybe some po- maybe some pogs if you're lucky. Yeah. Pogs <laughs> came later. Yeah, pogs. Yep. Pogs came That'd later. That'd be your generation. Still pretty sure. fucking sweet. Yep. They were, they, were yeah, they were great. You get the, like, kick-ass <laughs> slammers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Okay, this whiskey. Anyway, there was a whiskey. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so there's a group called the New Zealand Whiskey Collection, and what they did was uh, in the mid-2000s was they uh, took these barrels, these hundreds of barrels from this distillery. I think it's the Dunedin or Dunedin Distillery. that. Uh, I don't know how to say it. D-U-N-E-D-I-N. So I'm going to say Dundin. That sounds pretty Kiwi. Dundin. Uh, yeah. Dundin. Yeah. It's a Dundin. Dundin Distillery uh, shut down in the 90s. Anyway, they took these barrels. They found all these hundreds of barrels, and they started to bottle them. It's uh, 70% always. Nice. 70% single malt and 30% grain whiskey. And we're going to try it. So quark oh, bottle. Cool. Yep. Quark bottle. I don't know if this one's going to be good or not. Oh, oh, that's good. Not oh. bad. No not squeak, bad. but no. good pop. Not bad for a little bottle. Sometimes I don't like the squeak. I like just a straight pop. Should we go in for the nose and see what's happening with I've this? I've already been going in. Oh, did I mention I it was called myself. High Wheeler? I don't know if I did. It's it's no. called High Wheeler. That's the name of this whiskey. High Wheeler. When you need a high wheeler, because you don't want a low wheeler. <laughs> <laughs> it does. It's got... It, I it's mean, got a penguin on the bottle, um, and he's dressed in a three-piece suit. So you know what your suit. scale's going to have to be. It's going <laughs> to have to have a penguin in it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Don't let your listeners know. Ho, ho, ho. What do we have here? It's I'm a ton of green apple. It appears to be a yeah. tasty smell. ton of whiskey. pear. Huge pear. A lot of fruit. A lot of light fruit. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of light fruit. Banana. Oh, that's bad. Just a hint. I'd get some 
fresh floral notes out of it for sure. Yeah, like that, there is like a, a springtime bloom. There is there is a little bit of that Perfect for time sure. Time. Like a jasmine or something. It was meant to Ooh. be. Is that what that Maybe is? Maybe a jasmine flower? Rose? Could be rose. Oh, a little bit of like. Yeah. yeah. I get the rose. Yeah? You get the rose. Oh, yeah. Got to do the, the, oh. p- the pit smell. I think it's called the crux of your elbow. That sounds better the than crux. pit smell. Jesus, I don't, I don't want to do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I keep going in for we it. We look like a bunch of weirdos. We were just all really sniffing the, the crux of our elbows to reset our um, scent palette. Oh, yeah. Definitely got butter just now. Ooh. Big time. Big time. Like maybe like some good Kerrygold or some New Zealand butter, we'll say. Put your teeth. Use your teeth. Do you think they make butter? The the grass-fed Kerrygold. Butter from New Zealand is probably sheep butter is what I would guess. Probably. Probably. (laughs) Yeah, true. Yeah, it's sheep butter. I I smell sheep's butter. That's what New Zealand means. It means the land of sheep. I don't know what sheep sheep butter smells like, but it smells good if that's what it is. Okay, I'm going for the taste. All right. (laughs) Big time tingle. (laughs) That is incredible. Mm, so smooth. Not sure what kind of notes I'm picking up with this though. Pear. Look, yeah. Pear, 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 pear. Pear and that I think you're right on the money with that floral. It's in yeah. the taste too. Yeah. There's yeah. definitely I don't think it's jasmine, but that, that kind of sweet rose. I'm not sure what it is, yeah. Caramel? A little caramel in there? Something's Yeah, something hits you sweet, kinda maybe honey sweet. in yeah, the back. Honey maybe? Yeah, that the the finish is definitely sweeter. It's 21 years old, but I'm not. We're not. I'm not going to let it sit for 21 minutes. I don't no. have the patience for that. I don't think even the listeners do either. No, no. But that is. Uh, it's really, really, really good. It's too bad. It's too bad. That's the end of the bottle. That thing's been sitting in my cabinet for about a year. Oh really? Yeah, I'm yeah. getting a pretty good like an oat kind of back Ooh. end to it. Maybe that. Maybe that comes from the 30 percent grain. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Tastes like oats. You know what the feeling of this whiskey is? Is when you're, you know, how you, s- you go to the water slides and you take all that time to get to the top of the stairs and you think you're going to go down right away. Nope. You still got to wait a long time. <laughs> and then you're, s- you're just waiting, you're waiting, but you're so excited. And you f- it's that feeling right when you drop at the beginning of the water slide is what this, this whiskey tastes like. The, hi- the high wheeler. It looks like what they're talking about with high wheeler is one of those old timey bikes bicycles with the big oh. wheel in the front and a little wheel in the back is that what a high wheeler is yep is and it has a hawk flying out in front of it like he's riding the bicycle so quickly he can't keep up with the hawk but also there is another guy standing behind the bicycle talking to a penguin with three-piece suit and a spectacle a monocle i, I like the imagery on the bottle and i like the story that they had to sit there like it's just sitting in a in a closed down old distillery that's so cool nothing's so, happening so it's we awesome. you know what we forgot to do what uh, we forgot to not only did we forget to clink oh, but oh. cheers but well uh, we oh. forgot to toast yeah i have one too so now oh you have one what, later i yeah. do too whenever so uh-huh. what we're gonna have to do now is that was gonna be the only whiskey we tasted tonight but now we have to taste another whiskey because we forgot to clink and we forgot to toast oh okay oh damn darn it so i guess i'll have to drink another one i hate when that happens why does that seem to happen every (sighs) time we drink whiskey i hate to do it we're like oh we forgot to cheers we're gonna have to drink another whiskey 
Oh man. Yeah, it's it's a rough life. It's a bummer out here. In <laughs> SB. SB. Before we go move to the next whiskey, do we want to do a one to one hundred scale on this? Yes, we do. This high, this New Zealand whiskey collection high wheeler, twenty one years old. I am gonna give it a. I'm gonna give it a ninety. Ooh, just wow. one above Whoa. that above compass, compass box. box. Um, Whoa, that's saying a lot. Well, wait till we have the oak cross. It once is good. once the oak cross comes across the table, that spice tree was. Really it's gonna good. be yeah, even higher than that. Some, oh. We're gonna get some nineties. But yeah. this this bottle is a s- 375 ml bottle, so it's half basically of a full size bottle of whiskey, and it was right around 115, 120 bucks. So it's old and good and expensive, but just going on taste and nose and everything else, I'll give it a give it a 90. On was the it hard to, to find? No, you can find them. It's limited, though, because mm-hmm. there are only so many barrels. There were a lot. There were like four to 600 barrels. I don't remember. Uh, but it's going to run out, and they won't have it. It's going to run out at so some point. might as well get it now. So get a bottle Yeah. Um, with that stimulus check. We'll post like an empty <laughs> get a version of it online. Yeah, I've already taken a picture of it <laughs> with it all gone. <laughs> so Because there wasn't much left. There was only enough, just enough for us to taste. So what do you think, Aaron? Uh, one to 100. I'm in the high 80s. I like the sweetness of it. I'm going to give it an 87. Ooh, okay. That's high. Yeah. Sounds good. That's not high. not an 89, but it's, I know. it's up there. It's hard to. It's coming up in the close It's definitely, second. I mean, what it says to me is empty bottle worth. I mean, you know me. I don't I don't know what the numbers mean because I'm not a mathematician. But right. So what is say <laughs> like the Lindsay a scale tonight? <laughs> well, you scale did say penguin. You have to have a penguin in there. Uh, I mean, you don't have to. On the scale of useful (laughs) tools, I'd say like... Tools? Like cotton balls to... Wait, a tool? Sawzall. Cotton balls to sawzall is the new scale today. A cotton ball is in a... Okay. Uh, It's a a medical tool. It's a useful tool. Okay. Yeah. Cotton ball, that's the lowest useful tool I can think of. So, Or maybe like a piece of gauze. So between there, I'd say say hatchet. It's got a hatchet, which is high up there. That's a pretty useful tool. Between hatchet and axe, they're very closely related because you may use one for one Double-headed axe or? Double-headed. It's got to be double-headed. It's It's got to be medieval. Does this hatchet have a handle that has a little pocket knife that slips up into the (gasps) bottom of it? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Definitely. Most definitely. So high. And it's it's also a hand shoon. Hewn. Hewn? (laughs) What's the word? Hand hewn. Yeah. It's a, yeah. it's a hantion. <laughs> <laughs> this is getting out of control. Okay, so on the scale of cotton ball to sawzall, which rhymes. Cotton ball is low. Oh, hey. It's a hand-hewn hatchet. Yes, with a pocket knife that pulls out of the handle. So high. High on the scale. Just below Very double. High. If you didn't know, you're. Just below double-headed axe. Headed axe. Yeah. A nice, heavy double-headed axe. It's it's very close to that. Almost a maul. Almost. Almost a maul. <laughs> okay. Okay, we are killing it tonight. <laughs> okay, so uh, the next whiskey that we weren't going to do that we are going to do now is the Lagavulin 16-year-old. So we're doing some One older six. whiskeys tonight. Older. Yeah, that's great. This one's easy. You guys can get it pretty much anywhere. So. It's mature. Yeah, well, anywhere. Not like you go to BevMo or you go yeah. to whatever other find it like Costco. A, like Safeway or Hagen. Safeway, you might find it. Safeway's really? actually got a pretty good... Selection of whiskeys. But uh, anyway, Lagavulin, 16-year-old. Uh, here's to staying positive and testing negative. 
very appropriate for these times. <laughs> that is pretty. All right, give it we're a. Talking about COVID, or we're talking about give it well, else. whatever you want, whatever you're testing for. The other one I like is uh, oh, we're nosing. Uh, we'll yeah, do yeah, right out of the gate. Here's to That's doing and drinking, not sitting and thinking. Ooh, there Ooh. you go. I like it. Do we need to clink again? Cause <laughs> I think maybe. Very reminiscent of a campfire. That's a smoky one. That's <laughs> a smoky, smoky one. Maybe a little exhaust in there. I don't know. <laughs> a little diesel fuel. <laughs> it might be a mixture. What are those? Uh, 20, 20 to 1? What are the what are the mixtures? Bunch of hair in my chest. Lawnmowers yeah, and that. that is a sweet, salty, smoky smell. I just right off the beach. Right off the beach. Campfire on the beach. Campfire on the oh beach yeah. with some old driftwood. Yeah. That's a man's drink right Someone there. threw some peat on that fire, and holy shit, that is uh, amazing. Yeah, salt water and seaweed for sure. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, maybe a overcast, cloudy day. Kind of musty, too. It's got a... Musty. Yeah. Well, it's got a mustiness to it. Doesn't sound very inviting. No, but it's whiskey. I want to jump into this bottle, man. Swim in this. Have you had the 16 year yet? Yeah, well, we well, we talked about that on oh, yeah. a couple episodes ago. Yeah. Uh, that's the one I had at uh, the melting pot where we that's went right. and saw the uh, the bands, the show. Yeah. Okay, dive in. I'm, I've already I already have. Yeah. You guys didn't see it, <laughs> <laughs> but I already took a taste. So. There's Ooh, something else I get. Boy, even out. more smoke. Even in the, more in the taste. taste. Although it's not like a. Like a dark, heavy, rolling smoke. You know what I mean? It's more of a it's like lighter. a barbecue chips. It's like, like chi- spicy, like, like some uh, like some Tim's barbecue chips. I'm not getting the Tim's barbecue chips. <laughs> you don't get that? <laughs> I get those sweet, smoky Tim's barbecue. Oh, just because they're smoky. That's Maybe why. like a between mix between the barbecue and the jalapeno ones. brisket. Just smoke brisket Maybe smoke all the brisket. way. Okay. Oh man, like a yeah. heavily it's definitely a barbecue yeah. heavily smoked brisket. Yeah, this would pair well with brisket. Is this vegan? Be a lot of smoke. I don't see any meat shit in here, so it's no not dairy products. It's good. It's yeah, it's it's growing on me. I, I I hope it is. This is amazing, delicious whiskey. It's got a long finish to it too. Yeah, it lingers. You have a lot to think about while while it's still. Uh, marinating, I would it, say it you're marinating you your mouth. It's not a punch it. in the face, though. It's not a punch in the face. It's still smooth mm-hmm. and, it, and it goes down well, really it's nice. It's got a long finish, though. It does has a long, it's again, smooth, but smoky finish. Mm-hmm. Super smooth, super smooth, super schmook. So if you like smoky scotch, schmooky blaylock, a logable and sixteen is for you. Although it's not an ass kicker. There's there's smokier ones out there, and we'll do some down the road. But man, that is delicious. It was delicious. I actually just bought a bottle of Logville and eight, so we'll do one of those coming up here. It's a special kind of. It's not so special anymore. It was at one point, but uh, I mean it, it takes a special kind of person. Hey, I mean, hey, hey, hey. You're hey. You're looking at one. You're looking at one. Hundred meter dash. <laughs> <laughs> when I go running past all those wheelchairs, <laughs> man, it feels so good. <laughs> it's nothing like it. Yep, hit that tape, first place. <laughs> Start jumping up and down, doing a dance, rubbing in the faces. Right. Yep, <laughs> terrible. <laughs> we never claim to be good people. That's true. We did not. Just you don't have to be good people to record a podcast. If you are a good person, stop listening, or keep listening and learn how to be a better bad person. Yeah, there's such <laughs> thing as better bad. Be a people. better bad person. Yeah. yeah. 
I mean, get better at whatever you They're want. They're just so. bad, bad people with better bad people. So a little side note on Log Boolin before we move on. Okay. It's just, just to state the fact that it's uh, Ron Swanson's favorite whiskey. Oh, man. My he favorite character of one of my favorite shows. Yeah, Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec. So good. He always Ron wants a Swanson. Log Boolin. Without him, it wouldn't be a good show. I didn't like the show until he was on it. I love it, but... You know. he he's great. a big, he's a big part, big yeah. part of he's it. He's a definitely a one of, yeah. Uh, scale of one to 100 on the log of 16 year old. I'm going to, I'm going to go 78 on this one. And that's not, I know that's a lot lower than what I've been given these whiskeys. 78 still a high score. I yeah. really love this that's whiskey. Good. There's just some smokier whiskey or smoky whiskeys that I like better. Yeah. So I'd say 78 still high. That's what I'm giving it. The log of 16. I yeah. like it. Okay. Yeah. I'm Aaron? lower. But yeah. I did say they're growing on me. So I, I'm my scale will probably go up. It'll creep up as we go on. But I'm probably going to go 64. Oh, hey. that's 64. Hey, for okay. someone who isn't into yeah. the smokier whiskeys, that's mm -hmm. a good score. Yeah, and I will, I will take it's that happily. It's growing. That is good. It's going to grow. That's good. Nice. We'll, we'll, we'll keep stepping it up. We did the Kalila. Yeah. That's like entry level. Mm -hmm. Isla smokiness. This log of 16 so is, is a next step for sure. Where do we stand? We like Kalila better, right? Is that, I like, didn't we I get like it Kalila. Up? Yeah, I did, I did too. Yeah. I like that one a I lot. I like it better. Really it's just good. such an easy drinking it is. Islay, man. It's so good. It, it's so hard to. But okay, uh, log of it, it did. Yeah. What about you, Lindsay? Your scale on the log of 16? Oh, let's see. On like a Dire Straits scale. Like the band musical? Dire Straits? Yeah, like the musical. band. I'd say okay. like. Um, like your latest trick would be like on the low end of that scale and maybe Sultan's a swing on the the high end. Sure. I'd give it like a walk of life. That's funny. I didn't know any other songs, but the two yeah. you just said <laughs> from bottom to yeah. top of scale. <laughs> That's all I knew. So, well, all now right. I'm going to listen to walk of life because okay. I have no idea where that is. Like is that it's really good. It's not a money for nothing. It's a little, it's below oh, money, I know for, money nothing. for nothing. You okay. know that yeah, one. I know that one. You know, Sultan's a swing nothing. so far. It's below so, so far away also, but, um, Walk of Life is a good one. I'd, I'd also rate if I had to do like a monetary. What is it called? Mathematician level. I don't. I don't math good. That's what's called. Um, but yeah. I put it around do. the same. You don't range math well. You guys do well. in the math good <laughs> section of uh, Mathingtons. So this is the point in the show where we move into our useless facts. But in this situation, we're doing another show that's just. One topic, broad spectrum, right? Yep. So tonight we are going to talk about dreams. What the hell are dreams? What the hell are dreams? Mysteries. It's an incredible body hocus pocus. The truth is, we still don't know what they are or where they come from. Where they come from. Dreams. As in like Fleetwood Mac? You have dreams about Fleetwood Mac? Oh. The song Dreams? Oh. Oh. <laughs> I was thinking cranberries. Yeah, cranberries. Or cranberries. Yeah. yeah. That's, there's a, there's a lot of songs that are about dreams by artists I've noticed. Why didn't we research any of that? I don't know. God damn it. I was going to, and then I, I kind of got sidetracked with so many other cool things about dreams. It's crazy. Right. <laughs> well, I'd like to it break. interesting. I'd like to break into the subject uh, with recurring dreams. And yes, you heard me right. Recurring dreams. Recurring. Not reoccurring. Not reoccurring re dreams. So... There's a difference between recurring and reoccurring, and I didn't know this actually until I was calling them reoccurring dreams until the other day when we started looking into this stuff. Uh, reoccurring is it happens again, but not necessarily multiple times. 
recurring, it happens over and over and over and over and over again. So when tonight we'll be talking about recurring dreams, ones okay. that happen over and over and over is, and over again. Are, is one of them referring to like in a sequence, for instance, where you have a dream, then it continues, a continuation of a dream? No. Or it's the same no. dream over so, and, and over again? Well, I'll talk about that. Okay. So uh, re- recurring dreams. What is a recurring dream? Uh, it's one that repeats over a period of time that have the same or similar events or outcomes, right? So basically the same story playing over and over again with some subtle changes sometimes. It's believed to be caused by like an unsolved or persistent conflict in your life. So something mm-hmm. something that's happening that causes stress that's happening with you right A now. Trauma. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or past trauma. That's another, that's another cause, yeah. Uh, and your brain having a hard time dealing with whatever it might be. Uh, some studies have shown that uh, once the stress or conflict has been resolved, uh, the recurring dreams stop and they don't come back. So you don't often have a recurring dream that happens and then happens again later in life. Usually it's just the one time or the one few times, few I times. guess. <laughs> and, th- wait, yeah. and that one's reoccur- recurring. Recurring. Yeah. Recurring is over and over and over again. Reoccurring is just a couple ha- times. it happens again. Not in a row, though. Most likely not multiple times. Yeah, okay. Not multiple. So I had some a couple of pretty weird recurring dreams when I was a young kid, like somewhere between the ages of 7 and 10. I can't remember exactly. But the first one, I'm just going to talk about it because they're pretty weird and someone might like to hear this weird shit that my brain was doing when I was like 8. <laughs> <laughs> so this dream would start out. I'd have basically my whole family, my mom, my dad, my little sister, and me. Um, we'd be inside the garage. There's a side door, and you could enter in that, and then there'd be a platform with, like, four steps that go down to the garage floor. And you'd be looking directly at both a uh, two-car garage, so both large garage doors would be kind of right in front of you. I would – the dream would start. We would be – all of us would be standing on that, looking towards the garage doors, and it's dark, and but something was moving towards us from the – closed large garage door something is moving towards us something big shadowy figure yeah and then it got closer and closer and i could see it was a rat but it was like the size of a lion like it was just huge and it's it's the kind of rat out of like a horror movie it's got like teeth and it's just gnarly and it's scary and it's making some weird noises and it's getting closer and closer slowly and then it just breaks into a sprint and leaps and like it just gets us all. But I wake up before it does, you know, but it's like midair going to kill everybody. And I wake up and then the next night I have the same dream and I have that same dream probably three or four times. And then about the fifth dream, for some reason, I, I turn around and I realize like behind this platform that we're standing on is like the water heater and the furnace, but also all these long handed handled tools is where my dad kept them like back in this mm-hmm. kind of stuff back there. And I, so I look back and I'm, and I realize, Oh, there's all these tools back there. I wonder if I grab one, what, what's going to happen? You know, maybe I could stop this thing. So for about six more dreams i'm grabbing tools like i turn around and i realize so i grab one but i can't see what they are because this platform's high enough (laughs) that all i can see is the handle so i grab like a shovel or grab like a rake and Mm -hmm. nothing works like i swing it doesn't matter boom we're all dead and finally like the very last dream i have of this giant rat attacking my poor family inside our own garage i grab a i grab one 
and it's a pickaxe and I fucking drive it into this rat's head and I can feel it. I can feel just the, the it's just sinking into the skull of this animal and I killed it and I never had the dream again. Never, mm-hmm. never, never once had the dream again. But I probably, it, it recurred probably, uh, probably nine, ten times over oh, and over and it? over again. No, just the dream itself. But you killed it every time. No, no, oh. no! So I didn't kill it till the very last yeah. okay. dream. Yeah. Like I would hit it. I would hit it with the the shovel. I would hit it with the rake. I hit it with the hoe. So I would weird. hit it with you know all these different things. Yep. It wouldn't work. It still it still get us. And then that very last dream, I just sunk that thing into its skull. And I'm like eight, mm-hmm. and uh, and I've never had the dream again. Intense dream for an eight year old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, can wait till Jeez. the next one. Holy oh. shit, dude! Yeah. So the next one, I was a couple years older. I was, I'm guessing maybe ten. Something like that. So my son's age, 10, 11. Uh, in my, the house I grew up in, we had this pretty big window that faced out towards our front yard, which is a smaller front yard, but it was kind of up on a, on a hill. And um, I, so the dream is I wake up and I walk down the stairs to the living room and we have these like, earth-toned Venetian blinds, you know, the, the ones I'm talking <laughs> about, like 1986, yeah. like they were hot shit in those houses. And uh, and I see kind of like a glow from outside. The, the, the blinds are closed, but I can see kind of a glow around them, and I'm like, the f- what's going on out there, right? So I just lift up one blind and peek out. This is in the dream. I lift up one blind. I wake up in my dream mm-hmm. and walk downstairs, and I lift up a blind, and I see it's like a your standard saucer UFO. Okay. And the hatch is down, like the ramp is yep. down, and the there's light, light emitting down. from okay. the inside of this thing. And I wake up. And then the next dream, the next night, the next dream, um, same thing. I wake up. I, I walk downstairs. It's glowing kind of around the blinds. And I, I lift up the blinds. I look out to the front yard, and my dad's walking into it. He's out there and he's walking into this thing. He's walking up the ramp and he goes. And I wake up. So every every dream after that, then my mom walks in and then my sister walks in. Crazy. Yeah, and and I don't I don't feel like. Are you sure it's a dream? Well, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, and that's that's the question really. And then the final dream, and I never had the dream again after this is. I know I wake up and I look out the blinds and there it is. And I know that my family has already walked into this thing. And so I walk out the front door, I walk onto my grass and I walk directly up this ramp and all you can see is light. There's nothing else. Mm-hmm. And I walk into this thing and then I wake up and I never have the dream again. That's <laughs> weird. Yeah. That's, That's a trip. And I've told that to a couple people. One in particular was this old captain on the fishing boat I worked on a long time ago, and he's like, "Oh, you've been visited." Yeah, that's no question. Yeah, <laughs> no my question. First thought is that was <laughs> that yeah, was his answer. You know what? I I never thought of that. before. Absolutely, you we know? already know you were. It's but a possibility. Can't be that weird we without know. having been. Anyway, visited. those <laughs> those are my uh, two <laughs> recurring dreams as a kid. I've had some other weird dreams, and actually, I I have had lucid dreams and we'll get into lucid dreams just a little bit, but I've had weird, mm-hmm. very vivid dreams. And I still do to this day. It's, it's super weird. And uh, you know, I remember about probably 50% of them, but um, some of our listeners commented on a Facebook post. I asked, we asked if you'd ever had any recurring dreams or any weird dreams. And there's a few that I just wanted to talk about 
Mary, um, <laughs> she talked about the teeth crumbling out of her mouth. Mm-hmm. Right? She, I've she's had this one many times. She's had that dream. I have it all the time. Uh, Michelle Mankey chased, uh, feeling the need to escape mm-hmm. that dream. Yep. Um, recurring. These are these are ones that were happening over and over again for them. And uh, Laura Rudy, of course, we mentioned a couple oh, of these at great. the beginning of the episode. But uh, yeah, this one was pretty <laughs> wild. And uh, this one's interesting. Laura said she has a dream of watching this girl on YouTube doing a dance routine with this boa constrictor, and the, th- the snake goes rogue and like starts like choking her out. And there's nothing she can do or anybody can do. There's like watching it on YouTube, and and it's like this. There's no, it's actually there. It's just live. Right, like yeah. it's just happening. Like four of the most common recurring dreams are the falling. Yeah, I mean, ton of ton of people. Fifty three percent of people said that they've had that dream of falling, being chased. Fifty one percent. Teeth falling out. Twenty seven percent of people say that they've had that recurring dream. And then this is my favorite. The the last one that <laughs> I, I there's a whole bunch, but I chose these four because this one. Thirty one percent of people. So they have a recurring a recurring dream of having sex with someone they shouldn't be having sex <laughs> with. <laughs> Those are the best, you know. Especially wake up and you're like, "Oh shit, it was just a dream. I'm good. Uh, <laughs> like, I can't guilty. get in trouble for that." <laughs> like, I hope it's someone different tomorrow night. <laughs> I got a little side note about the falling one. Yeah. I don't know if you have a lot about. about I don't. That, that's it. But okay, there's some science behind that. <laughs> Your heart rate drops. Your muscles begin to relax and your body can't tell because it doesn't have a very good connection with your mind when you're starting to fall asleep. It can't tell if you're actually falling because your muscles are just letting loose and it's trying to um, it's trying to catch you from falling, basically. So your body has a natural response to your muscles relaxing to signal it. It's it's a uh, misrepresentation of your muscle relaxation by your brain. So your body kind of feels like it has to catch yourself from falling. So that's why a lot of people feel like they're falling when they're falling. That's why they call it falling asleep. It's kind of weird. Oh, I never thought <laughs> of that huh. either. Yeah, no. it's called a, it's no, called a hypnic sense. jerk. If you've ever heard of a hypnic jerk. A what? I've been called that many times. Or a hypnagogic jerk. It's a way your brain's trying to talk to your body to protect it from actually falling if you were. That is awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. It makes sense, too. It makes perfect sense. That's the falling one. I know the teeth one for sure, too. I've had that one a ton because I have TMJ, which is temporomandibular joint problems. I'm sure a lot of listeners will recognize that. Term. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. They will. That's yeah, such totally. a yeah. I promise you so many, people, well. so many people huh. do. Yeah, it's just, it's just where your jaw or your mouth doesn't line up exactly, so you grind your teeth. How about lucid dreaming? You guys ever mm-hmm. had a lucid dream? I sure have. Have you really? Yeah. And, That's so and cool. I was just telling him actually the other day that uh, – what are some of our nicknames that we haven't brought up yet? What was one of the Ron good in ones? sixty seconds? Oh yeah, that's a good one. The nicknames yeah. just for there me. You go. Yeah, nobody Ronnie. else here has nicknames. Aaron, Ronnie, Ron. So we come up with these girls, Ron Wild. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, Ron in sixty seconds. I was just telling him the Ron other Air. day how um, <laughs> the whole r- the the name of my band. Shout out to my bandmates from high school, Lucid. We started out with Lucid Dreams as the name of our band and cut it down just to Lucid. L U S-I-D, so you could do the L, the S, and the D, of course. Oh, Because wow. we're so cool well, in high school. you guys really yeah. thought that through. We thought that'd be so, you know, you can make the L, the S, and the D look so big with Lucy. Right. Yeah, really great. Yeah, so uh, it was because of Lucid Dreams, because we all thought they were so cool. We'd share our dreams with each other. They are cool. They are. I've had many, many Lucid Dreams, and I said it to people, they're like, ah, we're, what? 
I've never never had a dream where I can control or I'm aware that I made a dream and I can have some sort of control over it. I, I never have. Ah, oh, dude, it is yeah. the wildest thing. That you haven't awesome. had control of your dream? I have. Not. I have. You yeah. have. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say. Oh, no, I've had. Pretty sure I remember some stories. I've had some out of control mm-hmm. <laughs> in my dreams. For those of you that don't know what lucid dreaming is, we've just kind of talked about it a little bit, but uh, lucid dreaming is a dream that uh, in which you are aware that you are dreaming, and in some cases you can control something within that dream. They're thought to happen during the REM sleep stage. Rapid eye movement. Rapid eye movement is the phase of sleep in mammals and birds. I didn't know birds. Uh, we just watched a thing on that last night. Yeah. That was interesting. Cool. Birds, similar yeah. sleep patterns. Yeah. So it's just the rapid movement of your eyes along with low muscle tone contractions Yeah. Uh, in your body. They were saying what was on the show last night where they had, so birds or ducks or even uh, seals, they'll have like three ducks in the middle. They'll all sleep with their eyes closed, right? The two ducks on the ends will have one eye open while they're sleeping. It's like a herd mentality. But it's because like if you have like the duck or whatever on the left side, they'll have the left side of their brain on, which controls their left eye, right? Because they can check they for predators. the other half. Mm-hmm. And the other half sleeps. Mm-hmm. So the ones on the outside check for predators. Dolphins is the same dolphins. thing. Dolphins, mm-hmm. yep. Yeah. It's crazy. Uh, REM sometimes called desynchronized sleep. Have you guys heard that? Mm-mm. Because of its similarities to waking states. So it's... Similar to being awake. That's so weird. Right? Mm-hmm. So that's the, w- that's awake the REM? Right. So, yeah. yeah. Um, when you get into rapid eye movement. Right. Yeah. yeah. There's a, a neuroscientist named J. Allen Hobson. He's also a lead dream researcher, and he mm-hmm. thought that uh, yeah. the recognition or awareness one is in a dream might happen in the dorsolateral prefrontal cortex. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, yes. The I know DL well. I know PFC. The, the DPC, we'll call it. <laughs> the old DFPC. So I don't have to say that Got more it. than once. This is the part of the brain where working memory occurs. So It's one of the few parts of the brain that is usually deactivated during uh, REM sleep. And he thinks that this part of the brain is actually active in those who experience lucid dreaming. So not every. this is why not everybody has lucid dreams. It's uh, that part of the brain in most people is deactivated during s- uh, the REM stage of sleep. So that's kind of an interesting uh, idea. To add to it, too, they found a lot of correlation between uh, people who are able to control their dreams and psychosis. Them actually having psychosis in waking life. So having your consciousness flow over from... REM sleep or from just from deep sleep and being able to control it with your conscious mind has a lot of correlation to having issues like um, so just psychotic disorders. So you've got your schizophrenia and delirium, being delirious. People who get delirious during the day or have schizophrenia, it's often correlated to, to their dream that not the dream's fault, obviously, but... The dreams they're having? Dream, uh, not from their actual dreams themselves, but people who tend to have those mental illnesses are able to have lucid dreams oh. and control them. Yeah, it's, it's very similar, because actually. The, is, is it because the dorsolateral prefrontal cortex is more active in those with those... I think so. I, th- I think the phenomena of having the mental illness is like functions of a higher consciousness. That's what they're saying. That's an interesting theory. It's pretty I weird. Let's take a little break. <laughs> Sounds good. And now a word from our sponsors. And we're back. 
and we're back. We don't actually have sponsors, so that was <laughs> nobody sponsors us. We are talking about dreams. dreams. Uh, we just talked about recurring and lucid dreams. If you are one who doesn't have lucid dreams and you'd like to have lucid dreams, there is a pill for you. Pill for everything these days. Yeah, it's actually red. I don't remember which. Oh, it's not the blue. Right. I don't remember which one was the good one <laughs> on the Matrix. <laughs> but galantamine, I don't know how to say it. Galantamine. Potato, potato, potato. Yeah. Galantamine uh, is a lucid dreaming pill. And it's actually clinically verified and FDA approved uh, in 2001. It's a natural supplement that's found in daffodils and the red spider lily. Uh, used by the ancient Greeks and also in China for centuries as a memory enhancer. Uh, more recently, it's uh, mainly been used as a supplement for Alzheimer's. Alzheimer's? <laughs> All of them. <laughs> Not some of them. <laughs> <laughs> and mild dementia. The science behind this uh, is uh, it blocks an enzyme that breaks down a neurotransmitter called acetylcholine. Acetylcholine. <laughs> Acetylcholine. Yeah, acetylcholine. Uh, acetylcholine. So, so, so what glantamine <laughs> does is it blocks an enzyme that breaks down a neurotransmitter called acetylcholine. Acetylcholine. Nice. Thank you. That particular <laughs> neurotransmitter is directly related to dream sleep. It's used for a lot of things in the body. So basically what this uh, supplement does is it extends the REM phase of sleep. So more chance for you to have a lucid dream while in that does stage it have side effects? of sleep. It does, but I did not. I didn't write them down because I didn't. I just want people to try it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just Let kidding. Let us know what the side effects <laughs> I'm are. I'm kidding. After. I'm kidding. I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't. Do side research. effects include being I don't care if you try this or not, uh, but I didn't write the side <laughs> effects down because I'm already going past my time on this, this part. So. Um, 2018, a placebo-controlled study at the University of Texas Pan American was published, confirming the increase of uh, lucid dreaming by the participants who had taken uh, galantamine. So, you know, they, there's some science behind it. Just an interesting side note, really. There's a pill out there that could possibly help you uh, have a lucid dream with some side effects, which I don't remember what they were. Anyway, uh, that is that's it. That's that's recurring. Not reoccurring, but recurring dreams and uh, lucid dreaming. Uh, who's going next? Aaron, do you want to? I will. Uh, I will go next. And uh, what are you going to? So my topic is telepathic dreaming. It's called, they call it dream telepathy. Telepathy. Uh, telepathy. Telepathy. <laughs> nice try, though. Thank you. <laughs> telepathy. <laughs> I like that better. It's Let's just call it that for yeah. the rest of the night. So it's Telepath the ability to communicate telepathically with another person while you're dreaming. Um, it comes from the Greek tele, meaning from a distance, and pathos, meaning feeling or passion. Huh. I didn't actually know that that's what those either. two things together meant. I had meant. no idea. So you can communicate with dead people, right? People have passed on to another realm. Yes. I through this so. telepathy. Yeah. Okay. Not just no. other people. It's oh. telepathy. Right. No. But through the telepathy network. Yeah. <laughs> Contact <laughs> the Dream <laughs> Telepathy network? network now. And Call you can 1 speak 800. with your loved ones. Telepathy. <laughs> is a network? <laughs> can we put our podcast on that network? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
so basically to me anyway the word telepathy Mm -hmm. (laughs) means a shared spiritual experience from a distance from or between two people there are different sleep stages in which dreams occur and they are identified by specific electric brain activity and rapid eye movement REM which we've discussed these brain activities are measured during experiments by electrodes set on people's head while they're sleeping if they're woken up during the REM stage, they will almost without a doubt remember their dreams with extreme detail. Probably not 100%, but studies show that they that what they explain is pretty fucking close so, to act, the actual dream. So just we recall our dreams just as a whole as people more if we're woken up during the REM stage? Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That makes sense because if I'm having a, a pretty vivid dream and I suddenly wake up, I really do remember it right then. But if right. I just gradually wake up because the sun comes up or whatever, right. I don't it's remember not any like of those I dreams. believe REM is not the deep sleep, right? Like it, there's REM and non-REM. Right. REM you'll remember. Non-REM you won't recall huh. anything really. But if if the patient is woken up during another sleep stage, like I was saying, other than REM, they will have trouble recalling any of that information or what whatever it is they dreamt about. Um, almost all of the information is long gone. So the REM stages of your dreams occur around four or five times over the course of a night's sleep. And at first they last about 20, 25 minutes and increase as as time goes on. Um, or the more we dream. So this is where... If you're high on galantamine, uh, yes. even longer. Yes, even longer. <laughs> 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 That's where it kind of got trivia for me. Anyway, That so there was another experiment which involved a person who was called a transmitter located in a completely separate room when they have a recording device and when the recording device that they had would signal a new REM stage for the sleeper that that person would then focus on a certain image. Okay, so that person's got this the things hooked up to their head. Yes. And there's something that can tell whether or not yeah, they're so in the person in the other state. room is basically, I don't know, imagining something or they got this image in their head. We're in, they're transmitting it to the sleeper. The, the sleeper, basically. When the sleeper would wake up and ask to recount the dream, they would describe it down to the smallest detail. What they described would resemble the images that were transmitted to them from a completely different room during the REM stage. So what makes it, what makes this transmitter so special that they could do this to someone? That I don't know. Okay. I, I don't think there's anything special. So I could be a transmitter? You could. This very first experiment was actually performed back in 1880 by an Italian dude named G.B. Ermacora. To further his research... It's called Maimonides Institute in Brooklyn. They had a team of parapsychologists who founded what is called the Dream Laboratory at the medical center there. What they did was monitor brain waves, eye movement of the subjects while they were asleep. While in another room, they had what was called an emitter, and they focused on certain images and they tried to send them telepathically, uh, right? Or the so they would think about the images 
and try they to send focus them focus on a certain image and try to send them telepathically. Ooh. Basically. To somebody who's sleeping. To some to the person that is, is sleeping. They call them receptors. The experiments that they did showed that the images or the emotions that these images brought out actually did show up in the dreams of the subjects receiving Weird. them. Like if you focused enough on one thing, you could so yeah. send yeah. it to a person that's, that's sleeping. I'm going to try that with my kid. Yeah, <laughs> you should. Yeah. It's a good idea. Yeah, I'm going to focus really hard on getting a job in education and see what happens yeah. in their <laughs> nice. dreams. Did you dream about <laughs> getting a paycheck? <laughs> or going to college? Because you should. <laughs> I'm trying it. <laughs> it might work. Uh, it's so weird when they wake <laughs> up and I'm standing over them, staring. <laughs> like, Dad, you fucking creeped me out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. One of the founding members of that dream laboratory. Sounds like a band. It does. Uh, he he admits that even though they're they're very vivid and colorful, they they actually they don't they do not correspond with actual reality perfectly. Instead, they provide the person receiving these images a puzzle of sorts that they can put together and decode the meaning of them. They did these experiments for well over ten years, so it, it long experiment. This this experiment was was pretty crazy to me. This next one that they did it involved the rock band Grateful Dead. I don't know if you guys are Grateful Dead fans. Driving that train, high on cocaine. you better watch your speed. <laughs> oh, that band? Yeah. yeah, that one. So if you like them, uh, I don't. I like Saint Stephen. <laughs> I don't That's like a them good at song. all. I like. Um, Uncle John's band. There's certain songs I like, but Sugar yeah. Magnolia. I'm actually not a Grateful Dead fan. Me neither. I, I can't play. Yeah, I'm bear, not a dead right? There's a bear. Yeah, I sure. There's, yeah. I don't know. Um, so in this experiment, they, dancing took, bears. they took 2,000 people or more. <laughs> they they put them at the a Grateful Dead concert, and they were asked to focus on a certain image and transmit that image using the mind to a research laboratory in Brooklyn, which was. 45 to 50 miles away from where the concert was. I mean, what, an hour away. Turns out it somehow worked. So that the person receiving these images in the lab while sleeping had these visions for six-plus nights. Wow. After these 2,000 people mm-hmm. transmitted Crazy. this image. Oh, so they all tried to transmit the same image. Yeah. One of the researchers did admit that the success of the experiment was probably influenced by the fact that most of the people at the concert were on a lot of psychedelics. Okay. So, which, you know, if you had a Grateful Dead concert. What about the sleeper? Was yeah, the sleeper that, that was, sense. Like, that was uh, receiving not. the message? He was not. So no, why does it the matter the if concert. they were high or not? That doesn't make them more telepathic. Well, right? I don't know. Probably maybe just it does. That skew it? Maybe. maybe it does. Maybe it does. I don't know. Maybe. I've never done hallucinogenic. It almost no. makes the study more <laughs> interesting <Ever>. because <laughs> it almost makes it more interesting because that means they're they're saying that potentially it makes them more telepathic. That's yeah. interesting. Could huh. be. Yeah, it's just I've crazy. heard of I that mean, though. I've heard being of being forty-five miles away. These people are able to transmit. Distance doesn't really matter, so you know. No, it doesn't matter. But what I'm saying is that they're not in like a next room. They're 45 miles away from right. this person that's sleeping, mm-hmm. and they're still able to recall these things. 
That's for six nights after the fact. That's, that's you know it may not be wild. It's very like as specific, you know. That it just reminds me of community thought. So like the uh, prayers, so for example. So people get together. They all say this. They get in in a big prayer circle, or or everybody agrees to have a a prayer train where they're going to send their prayers a specific direction or their energy right. so and some people this is not necessarily saying a religious connotation right. towards these prayers but they've proven if enough people have community thought in one direction say there's a um, an earthquake in peru and a lot of people are suffering if a lot of people get together and send thoughts their way for healing and for rebuilding it it can make uh, suddenly there are some very interesting things that happen right. in that direction that w- shouldn't have yeah. happened kind of miraculous things. Hmm. There's definitely so something there. I mean, I think the more uh, we're more connected than we think we are. Right. I think we are more connected at some point in time than we yeah. are now. Subconscious is just a crazy still thing. Are. It Our is. brains are much more connected than we think, and I think this whole uh, not to bring up the quarantine thing, but I think it's making us all have to connect ourselves more telepathically than we would usually because a lot of the times we're seeing each other face to face and there's there's uh, prejudices and filters that we have to put on when we're in a social situation where now that maybe we have to communicate through our computers i don't we we might have to actually try to connect to one another's brains a little bit more maybe Hmm. i don't know it's a thought interesting theory yeah Yeah, I put earplugs in and play video games. <laughs> <laughs> so. so connecting just a little That's less. That's how I connect. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a little yeah. less. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, most cases of telepathic dreams occur mainly. They found between couples or people with a strong and deeper connection. Can you explain to me what couples are. <laughs> well, for those who don't know, Jake, on an engine, <laughs> a coupler. Is that what you're a talking about? Coupler. Yeah. yeah, it's a coupler. Oh. That's right. Yeah, you clean it with a wire brush and oh, you and your wire brush. Off. You're good. Fucking go. wire brush. Wire brushes. It's a wire Every, brush. Everybody needs one. On spectrum of cotton ball to sawzall, the wire brush <laughs> is just slightly below the <laughs> double-edged hacksaw. No. So they're a deeper connection because telepathy. <laughs> <laughs> Tele- telepathy. <laughs> no, is no, you said it right the first time. Telepathy. Telepathy mm-hmm. is it's influenced by the intensity of thought. It's not magic. It's just more about using a part of us that is hiding behind reason, basically. I like it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like it. I want to believe spent it. Many hours just sitting here trying to move stuff with my brain. I don't know if you guys have, but I've just sat here staring no. at something. <laughs> <laughs> and focused all my energy into trying to move that thing with my brain. Seems like a waste of energy. I, I mean, it might have moved a little bit. Who knows? I, I wasn't measuring anything. but Maybe move that object in a different dimension. You didn't even know I, it. Could have been. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not. My beer was gone. I'm not going to openly admit that I've done that. I'm <laughs> <laughs> not going to openly admit I've done a lot of things. but <laughs> I, I'm willing to try anything that, that surprises me and tricks my brain Ooh. in some way. That's <laughs> <laughs> take, a, take a note, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> My notepad is Take out. Take a note. <laughs> <laughs> Going to break dr- dreams down. We haven't really talked about that. What is a dream? Does anybody truly know? Or do they nope. not? I think they kind of do. Th- they don't. I think if, we I don't think they do, do know, they not, they're not. The best we know, I'm going to tell you now, is that there's a vibration with a brain wave. We've talked about brain waves, mm-hmm. like sound waves in another podcast. Yeah. And there's basically a vibration sent from the subconscious mind. It's a broadcast, like a radio broadcast. 
sent to the pituitary gland, which is a master gland in your brain. And it does a lot of things. Every time I hear pituitary, it's like pituitary. It's like a spituitary. Then the pituitary gland takes that brain vibration and it transfers or converts it into a symbol. That's kind of what you were talking about, that mm-hmm. you said that, that they can't really, they have to decode it afterwards. That's all dreams. All dreams are symbols, and you can think of them like emojis. When you send a text, you don't want to just say, I'm on my way, because then it's like, I'm on my way, or I'm on my way. You just don't, you don't know. You send an emoji to express, this is how I feel about what I just said. And that's pretty much what dreams are, is only the, only the emoji. You just get a symbol, and you have to decode, what does that really mean? Is there, there's no words behind it? And you have to figure out what does it mean to you when you get that emoji representation inflection. in your dream. Uh, yes. Inflection. Yeah. You love that word. I do. You use it all the time. <laughs> What's your inflection? I have it tattooed on my penis. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, <I'm laughs> it actually just says inflect. Jake, um, <laughs> he, he acts out inflections in his texts to you as a friend. So instead of saying, you know, I'll be down a little later, he'll put in parentheses. He said in a very notoriously sarcastic voice, right. he'll, put, he'll put that in parentheses so you right. know what his inflection. What is. A, yeah, I do. But <laughs> it's not a parenthesis. What are the square, like the you know the hard line square parentheses? Uh, they're they're yeah, called something different. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Parentheses. Yeah. Parentheses. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> Biblical. Mm-hmm. Biblical. <laughs> I do do that, yeah. It's you fun. do. Or, it's really funny. Or I'll say like tips, tips yeah. his hat. T- yeah. As he tips his hat. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. <laughs> Jumps in the air and kicks his heels together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he acts out his text. It's, it's really fun. It's really a fun thing. So your subconscious mind is basically, not basically, it really is trying to get a message across to your conscious mind. That's what a dream is. And people that don't pay attention to their dreams are not paying attention to what their subconscious mind is trying to tell them. For example, he's only eight, but still. They I, say I was eight. I'm 37 <laughs> now. <laughs> Just make that clear. At the time he killed the rat, I'm not though. still eight. So my, my breakdown of that is his subconscious mind perceived a threat. And it doesn't matter what that is. At the time when he was eight, maybe he could have pinpointed if you tried to sit him down and say, hey, what do you perceive as a threat in your waking hours? You might have nailed down what it was. Sure. And so having that reoccur and he can't kill the rat and he can't kill the rat. That's what's happening in his waking hours is my decoding of that dream. And the reason why he stopped having that dream is eventually he came to terms with whatever that emotional or physical threat was. I neutralized. He neutralized the threat with a pickaxe. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Double sided. Weapon of choice. And he neutralized it. So no longer a need for the threat. So you can let that thought go. He let that thought go. He killed, he murdered it in his dream. It's done. So the other one, I actually think he was probably visited. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the one, yeah, I agree where, yeah. with that old oh, ship captain. Spaceship yeah. on the front yard. I believe oh, yeah. that. I mean, yeah. if you saw each one of your family members go and you're like, well, I'm the last one. I better go. Yeah, you probably were visited, I think. Better but go get probed. Yeah, or, or it may have had a deeper meaning, something about being uh, accepted in the family. Might have felt like, Just you the, know. The, the Him saying probed in a deeper meaning in the <laughs> same it's bad timing. <laughs> One minute. Bad timing. <laughs> <laughs> Probe deeper meaning. 
that was weird. Yeah. I mean, I don't know oh, if yeah. I share that or not. You could cut it out. No, share bad, this dream. It's up to you. I did actually have a dream it's just that a dream. I was it's doing a lot life. of cocaine last, and I am. I honestly am not a cocaine user or have ever just used been a cocaine user. <laughs> but in what this does that mean? Dream, does that mean you've never used cocaine? I never have used cocaine. <laughs> I really have not. C- cocaine, I believe they pronounce yeah. it. Cocaine. Cocaine. But in this dream. I was driving, and I was in some type of off-road challenge arcade game, I want to say, where you have, like, Nitro Booster, and you can go over ditches, and you're going over rolling grassy hills. I was just having a blast. I don't even know how many people were in the car, but there was just, like, beautiful, pure, powdery substance that I knew was cocaine. And I I was, like, bumping while I'm driving. I'm, like, (laughs) and bumping. Bumping and (laughs) bumping. Bumping and driving. And uh, and I just having a great time. That was it. That was the dream. Nothing happened that was bad. And I looked it up to try to figure out what that meant. And I guess it actually means that you feel pretty free of spirit. And it actually symbolizes purity, which is really interesting. Cocaine like, dreams. Pure yeah. cocaine. Yeah. They, they <laughs> talked about drug dreams and all of them have a different kind of thing. But it also led to the possibility that there's an addiction, that I have some type of addiction, not to cocaine, just an addiction to something. And so I have to think about what that might mean in my waking life. What is that addiction? But it could be a pure addiction. It could symbolize a good addiction, a good addiction, which Hmm. is interesting. So I'm paying attention to it. I think it's interesting to pay attention to your dreams. So that leads me to the subject that I thought was pretty interesting is people that don't remember their dreams or don't think they dream. Everybody dreams. Some people just say they don't dream a lot. You're going to talk to tons of people that say, I don't have dreams. I don't remember my dreams. I just don't really dream. Let me say it, right? You guys have talked to plenty of people. Oh, yeah. I've heard that. I've said it multiple every, times. Yeah. Every time Aaron I talk to somebody dream. about my crazy-ass vivid dreams, they're like, I, mm-hmm. that's crazy, dude. I don't even dream. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, motherfucker, you dream. Yeah. Like, seven times a night. You just don't know it. So, the, exa- the example is, like, driving somewhere, going on a road trip, not seeing any of the signs. No road signs. You don't know where to get off the freeway. You don't know what any of them say you might see them i have no idea what they mean just choosing not to see them just choosing not to see them basically Mm -hmm. so it's like taking a road trip and not seeing signs or not understanding signs but can you subconsciously choose something you can if you intentionally put your attention to it here's the thing what i've found in my research is that there's two reasons why the non-dreaming or the perception of non-dreaming can occur so anyway, from birth to age seven, about humans are still forming their identity like apart that. from their parents, their siblings, other kids. They move more and more into their conscious self instead of their subconscious self. So that's why we are, are always trying to replay our childhood. We can't ever get that subconscious thought back. We're too much into our conscious once we're adults, right? So they start to become aware that they have a physical body, that they have an existence. They're going to die. Everything dies. Um, The subconscious mind that has more imagination to it starts to fade as conscious mind starts being more logical and rational, starts to take over. So things for me in my life were like rainbow bright. I thought eventually when I was a kid, I thought you could ride on a rainbow with Pegasus and that Care Bears were real. And there was an imaginary cloud. You're blowing my mind. Care Bears aren't real. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. I'm sorry. I'm living a lie. That was a that was a big one right there. Dropped a bomb. But this is why children have more nightmares. Because the subconscious mind is struggling to get that attention back from the conscious mind. The conscious mind s- starts taking over more and more. They start Im- imagining less and less. 
and it shuts out the subconscious. So that's one reason why you might not remember dreams because your conscious brain is pushing out your subconscious brain too much. The second one. Got to whip that conscious brain into shape, buddy. Yeah. I, I mean, th- that or be in touch with your subconscious mind. Stay oh, with I'm it. In that touch way with you're mine. still childlike forever. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know you are. <laughs> and the other, the second part to this, why people may not be in touch with their dreams is because we're taught as children that dreams are unimportant and unreal. The first thing that happens when you have a nightmare, your mom, your dad, they come racing in and say, don't worry, it's just a dream. It's yeah, just a dream. Yeah, because they want you to go back to fucking sleep. Yeah. It's just a dream. Because now they're awake. <laughs> and, and I understand that. However, you like, God damn it. The issue <laughs> Go back this. to sleep. It's not real. Of course that's what you want to say. I have to get up and go to, to work in the morning. But. And I've been drinking since. 7 p.m. <laughs> Your mental health may have already suffered that, way too great of a loss. Is that a at different point, childhood than you guys had? But their mental their Definitely. mental health is still being developed. So. I'm just kidding. My parents are great. They really are. <laughs> They're amazing people, and uh, I just make that stuff up. To They're be not funny. at all. <laughs> so the issue with running in and saying that it's okay, it's just a dream, is that dreams aren't just dreams. They're very real. The source of dreams comes directly from your subconscious, which is what Plato said is your soul or your spirit. And not everybody believes in a soul or a spirit, but it comes from a different place, if you will, that you can't really just tap into at the, the touch of a, at the drop of a hat. So it dampens our listening to anything that dreams can teach us. So you don't want to do that. You want to try to figure out why your subconscious mind is telling you something. So if you tell your kids right away, it's just a dream, don't pay attention to it. You are doing them a huge disservice to their mental health because like you had with the rat in your dream, if they suppress that and dampen it, it might recur over and over again. You may not ever face that emotional shadow that you were facing in that dream. Yeah, I guess instead of saying it's just a dream, go back to sleep, it's not real, maybe you should say... Tell me about what happened in the dream. Exactly. Right. Parents can help by asking, what was happening in the dream? What yeah. was the detail? You want to gather some valuable insight into their kid's mental health and, and help then work once through some problems. Right. And then once they explain it to you, just tell them it's stupid and it's not real <laughs> and go <laughs> to sleep. Yeah. Really fuck them up. Yeah. It can be a, a, a valuable tool for self-awareness. So it's kind of like your subconscious mind is like that best friend that is unfiltered. They tell you the truth, whether it hurts your feelings or whether it builds you up. But at least you know when it builds you up that it's the truth. They're not building you up just to blow smoke. They are building you up because it's true, positive reinforcement about yourself. And they may not say it to everybody, but they'll share it with people that they feel deserve it. But they'll also be – sometimes they come off as being a jerk because (laughs) 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 because, uh, because they're going to tell you the truth no matter how it is. But that's your subconscious mind. Your subconscious mind's like your best friend. You need to listen to. It may hurt. It may not be cool. You don't really want to listen to it, but you kind of have to because it's, it's important. It's tough love. It has a lot of insight. Yeah. It's tough love. Sometimes your best friend's a jerk. Get over <laughs> it. <laughs> you, choose, you, you chose your friends. Yeah. That's on you. <laughs> <laughs> that's not your friend's fault. Okay? As Jake says, with friends like you, who needs enemies? <laughs> I don't think I've ever (laughs) said that, but that's great. (laughs) That is great. So moving on with dreams. So we have intentional dreaming. And I don't know if everybody knows this, but you can intentionally dream about things if you want to. You just have to practice by sitting down and only thinking about specifics of what you want to dream about for at least five minutes straight. Anytime your mind wanders, bring your intention back. And there's a couple of different parts to it. So there's 
setting your mind to intentional dreaming first. So you think, think about it. Then you have the dream. But then the most important is getting it written down right away. Is that the one you were telling me last night? Like the people that have a lot of people, or not a lot, I don't know how many people, mm -hmm. but people. A percentage of people. A percentage of people (laughs) who have won the lottery. Yeah, yeah, I'll get to that too. Definitely, yes. So uh, there are quite a few people who have won the lottery who say that the numbers have come to them in a dream and or they have intentionally set their mind to a number in their head and then won the lottery for that amount. Yeah. It takes a long time and it takes a lot of thought. So one of them, <laughs> decades okay. after trying, so there's a, a gal named Olga. Oh, she sounds hideous. Her parents are fucking assholes. Olga, <laughs> yeah, Canadian, uh, a Canadian <laughs> named Olga. Oh, of course it's Canadian. Oh, it's even <laughs> worse. She's not German? <laughs> <laughs> fucking come on, dude. French town. I can just see it now in Canada. <laughs> Just shunned by all the other kids in school. (laughs) Olga. She had a random dream of numbers, and it looked like a set of lottery numbers. So she began playing the lottery in 1989 regularly, and it took three decades, but she won five million over five million dude that's just odd it was dude. those numbers that 30 that's what years I say. you play odd. the same it numbers long years. enough yeah. you have a better chance she of knew them by heart of course yeah, she but did still every yeah, fucking yeah. every 79 year old person that's been playing the lottery for 60 years yeah. knows the numbers they play by heart yeah <laughs> because they play it every goddamn week yeah. or whatever i don't know nah, i'm not yeah um, another saying. another one, Deanna, her brother appeared to her in a dream and told her she's going to win the jackpot four months after his death. Ooh. And? And she did. Was it the jackpot, though? It doesn't say. Oh, uh, yeah. 6.3 million. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> all right. Pocket change. And I know there was one. Um, I can't find it right now, but I, I saw another one where she had put, I think it was like 250,000 or something like that. She put the number. Where'd she put it? W- under her pillow. <laughs> Oh, she put it under her pillow. Well, thank God. <laughs> oh, I, was about, I was about <laughs> ready to start under thinking about the next dream I was going to have. She wrote it with Sharpie <laughs> on some type of paper and put it on her pillow and had it in her bed with her every night. And I think it took her like six or seven years, something like that. And that's exactly the amount of money that she won in the lottery. She didn't know what number she was going to play or anything like that. But oh. That's what she won that exact amount. Hmm. That was interesting. What if it was like 37 bucks? <laughs> <laughs> and, it took and me six years. That's the lesson to be learned by this intentional dreaming. If you're going to dream, dream big. Like, why would, why would you dream for 250000 when you could shoot for $250 billion? That's just good. That's a good lesson in life. Yeah. If you're going to dream, dream big. Dream, dream big. big. Yeah. I, like people are saying, like, oh, if I was on a deserted island, I would do this or that or whatever like why don't you if if you're just going to be imagining being on a deserted island do whatever you want then i guess <laughs> like or right. if i had a million dollars i'd do this or that like well, imagine yourself having a million dollars and maybe you'll have it yeah. yeah yeah sounds like that could work so then there's uh then there's hindsight i'm gonna quit my job and start, start dreaming, dreaming really hard intentional <laughs> dreaming it's the it's the wave of the future what do you do for a living i just dream really hard <laughs> until something happens yeah <laughs> How long have you been doing that? Oh, 70 years. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming. Yeah. I can feel it. Yeah. Quit so stepping on my cardboard my box. It only takes about That's my house. <laughs> Get off my sleeping bag out of this alley. <laughs> Get out of my garbage can. It's my garbage By can. By the time I win this, I'll be dead. Can I, can I borrow a dollar? 
been selling coonskins <laughs> out of the garbage for decades now. <laughs> been selling coonskins out the garbage <laughs> for decades now. He made 250000 selling coonskins. But I've been dreaming about winning a lottery. <laughs> so we're going to get there. So first you set your attention, intention. Retention? First you set your intention, intention. on Contention. the dream. Then you have hindsight. So you have to write the dream down when Is you wake up. Is that when you can see your butt? <laughs> <laughs> no? <laughs> Sorry. Different hindsight. Oh. So right first thing in the morning, our conscious minds think of things the way that they happen in the dream. But if you let the day go on, your brain... We'll apply filters and other things that happen. Yeah, kind of like memory. You'll like start, we talked start about. embellishing it. Yeah. Right, like we talked about before on one of the other episodes, yep. how you remember things uh, differently because of the different filters that you gain over time, right? Exactly. So you remember, remember the same memory differently, yeah. so similar to that. So that's why you want to do it first thing in the morning, right? When it's fresh out your subconscious. Oh, I do. Fresh out. Fresh oh, we're talking about writing down dreams. Yes, sorry. Dreams. <laughs> Duh. Then the next step after you write that down is decoding. You have to figure out what that means in your life if you're going to apply that and make some type of conscious effort to change so that maybe you're listening to your dream and paying attention to it. So you put yourself as the dreamer. Every part of the dream is the dreamer. So people think, oh, if my husband's in the dream, the dream is about my husband. No, the dream is always about the dreamer. So every person in the dream is from the perspective of the dreamer because dreams are personal. Ah, that makes sense. Yeah. Dreams it are makes very sense personal. in some of my dreams. Yeah. Like why is that person that person, but they're mm -hmm. different than they are in real yeah. life? Yeah. It's because it's my perception of that person. Yep. So they say if somebody of the opposite sex appears in your dream, it's a reflection of your inner self, of how you are inside. If a person of the same sex appears in your dream, it's a reflection of your outer self. Hmm. It's interesting. And everything about you or everything in the dream is about you, no one else. So it's helpful to look at it from every from the perspective of every part of the dream. So like a shark, I I have I wouldn't say a reoccur I'd say a recurring dream, not reoccurring. I see a great white shark in my dreams most nights, I would say. And I like sharks. I'm I really do like sharks. They never attack me. They're there. Sometimes we're not even in water. I don't know if they're swimming around in the air or what, but they're just there and they're kinda like a buddy to me. And I think I've started to realize that the great white shark is me, that sometimes that's my ego and my confidence and I have no natural predator and it just comes out as I'm, that's what I want is to be a strong apex predator in life. And that's what I do in my dreams is go around and, and I never attack anything, but that's part of me in the dream is just like that strong hmm. sense of self. Yeah. That's my take on it. Because I never sense. get attacked, never get killed. So and I really like sharks. Never so not yet. I never mean. not yet. It's like a it's like a spirit animal to me, you know. Okay, great white shark. Yeah. Very interesting is things that have happened when famous people have had dreams or people became famous because of a dream that they had. Uh okay. one that was very cool is Paul McCartney. He woke up one morning with we a tune. We all the Beatles. We all the Beatles. The rec records. He had an incredible melody in his head. And he went to his piano immediately and started playing it and recorded it just so he'd have it and wouldn't lose it. And then he started going around saying, what is this song? I don't know. Th asking his friends and family. He swears it was already a song. Why would he have it just stuck in his head when he woke up that morning? It was a beautiful song. And he was afraid to record it with the Beatles because he said he swears it's already a song. How would he just wake up? And I guess that's actually uh, 
a thing called cryptomnesia, which is having a clear idea of something, but you have no idea or recollection of why you know it. And you feel like you've heard it before. A lot of people have unintentional plagiarism because they think it's a novel idea to them, but it really, they've heard it somehow before. But this particular melody, he never found that anybody had created before. And guess what it was? Very top hit Beatles song called Yesterday. All my trouble seems so far I don't. So he really, he literally no dreamt up the song yesterday, the melody to yesterday. It came to him in a dream. Wait, yesterday? The song yesterday. Yeah. Oh, fuck. It came up with <laughs> He's still alive? Paul McCartney? Yes. Yeah, uh, apparently. Yeah. It's too bad. Here's another <laughs> guy you may have heard of. I believe he goes by um, Albert Einstein. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I Einstein. Yeah. I don't yeah. know how to say it, but I think it's Einstein. He's German. Yeah. His oh, very God. popular theory of relativity, E equals MC squared, uh, which we all know quite well, I mm. believe. I have a tattooed on my penis. An object <laughs> as it approaches the speed of light. You have a lot of tattoos on your penis. <laughs> well, two so far <laughs> that we know of. Yeah. <laughs> on the outside. Mm-hmm. On the outside? <laughs> 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 I don't think he's any on the inside. <laughs> oh, well. oh, well, I don't know. <laughs> Anyway, E equals MC squared, simply put, is uh, as an object approaches the speed of light, its mass becomes infinite, and it's unable to go any faster than light travels. So the cosmic speed limit has been a subject of a lot of discussion in physics and even science fiction. And so Einstein, the, the way that he came up with this theory is he had a dream about a whole bunch of cows that were on an electric fence and there was a farmer at one end of the fence and he was at the other end of the fence they were on opposite ends of the fence with a bunch of cows along an electric fence and when the fence got turned on he saw all the cows jump back at the same time they all were affected by the fence but when he talked to the farmer he said that he saw each one of the cows jump back separately one at a time all along the fence so the dream led to his realization that Events look different depending on where you're standing because it depends on how long it takes light to travel. So from the par- farmer's perspective, he saw light travel at different speeds, so he sees the cows move differently. Hmm. Okay. So that's how he came up with his theory of relativity is through a dream about cows and an electric fence. Another really cool one was a chemist, Niels Bohr. He won a Nobel Prize. Niels? Niels, Niels. Niels Bohr. And he discovered benzene. Uh, benzene is used in the production of cars. It's in used in clothing, plastics, explosives. Yeah, oil, gas. Yeah. Yeah. So. Diesel fuel. He mm. knew that it was made out of six hydrogen and six carbon molecules, but he couldn't figure out how to make benzene out of that. And so he took a nap, and he saw Ouroboros, which we should know is the snake eating its own tail. So he he saw that uh, in his dream. He saw a ring, and he saw the molecules that he had been thinking of this whole time, of the hydrogen and the, the carbon molecules, and he saw a ring with a snake eating its own tail mm-hmm. in his dream. Mm-hmm. And he woke up, and he said, it's hexagonal. Like, the whole, the whole molecule is supposed to be hexagonal. It's supposed to be in a ring. So he discovered the benzene ring, and now he cracked the code for that and got a Nobel Prize for it because of his nap yeah. that he took. It's a good nap. Yeah, pretty cool. Since we've come to the end of the dream topic. This is the end. 
this is the end. <laughs> My only friend, the end. I suppose we should uh, tell everybody that we're on Facebook, uh, the Flask and Hand Podcast Facebook group. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, Instagram at Flask underscore official. Come Insta check ham. us out. Yeah. Also, where like, you get your ham quickly. Follow, post, comment, all that stuff. We love to give us feedback. Tell us we suck. Tell us we're good. We don't care. Tell us what, no, what yeah. you want to hear about. Tell yeah. us what you want us to drink. Yeah, send us nudes. <laughs> we're still gonna be whatever you want to do. Doing what we do. So, um, but you can find us on either one of those social media outlets. Uh, no, so that's that's it for episode five, uh, the dream episode. And as we all understand, listening to each other's dreams is boring. Let's yeah, try yeah. not to do that as much as possible. But yeah. listen to this podcast. This podcast right. is cool. Yeah, it's listen good. To this. But when it comes to your own dreams, keep yeah. them to yourself. Yeah, shut the fuck no up. No one wants to hear about that. Yeah. Except and for us. You can send them to us. Mm-hmm. Right. We'll try yeah. to decode them. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe not. Tell you it means that you didn't get enough stuffed animals in your life when you were a kid. Yeah. Or you had too That's much it all comes beef. Down to. Cup of noodles fed to you. I guess it's <laughs> the point where we say uh, we're sorry. I'm we really sorry. And <laughs> we love you. Yeah, we, we love, love you. you. Good night. Tried to get it across every time I've spoken, but I don't think it's really come out. And I don't know. I uh, I don't know what else to do. I don't know what else to do but stand here and scream at you. All talk, no action. <laughs>